0: I want to say a big thank
1: you.
2: your favorite holiday memory um
3: uh, Christmas Thanksgiving and Halloween
2: well what do you like to do at Christmas
3: uh get toys and
2: eat bacon is that your favorite thing about Christmas is uh-huh. toys and bacon uh huh okay well,
4: what's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving um you get to eat turkey you don't eat turkey or
3: are you um, going to try it? Uh, so my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is we get to celebrate.
2: And what do we celebrate?
3: Um, we celebrate the people that came here to American and and they learned how to make grow food and they um, uh, and they met the Indians and they able, they had to go on the May Maple Flower and what is the name? The Pilgrims. The Pilgrims. We're celebrating the Pilgrims. Coming on the Maple flower, flower um to America, because and it was the first Thanksgiving, so they, they so they needed to have some food so they grow some food. And I got to eat a ginormous
0: feast of turkey. And that's it. That's it. Hello, angry Christians. Well, hopefully, you're not angry. I know that it is Thanksgiving week as we are releasing this podcast, so you're probably getting a little angry anxious as you're preparing for the family members to show up at your house or for you to pay a visit to the family member that you've been avoiding all year long Um, but we know that the holidays bring with them not just frustrations but some excitement it brings along some wonderful memories good food presents and uh, a lot of various things traditions that take place in people's homes and that is what we are going to do in this particular episode. This is our holiday special. Uh, we are titling this episode, Our Happy Holidays. And hopefully, most of your holidays are going to be happy. And And I think everybody can think of at least one happy memory from holidays past that they can pull from. And so we have we have actually reached out to our listeners and to friends and family and requested that they submit to us their own traditions or family memories um, from Thanksgiving and and Christmas' past, maybe even Easter. I think one of the stories dropped Easter in there as well. Um, But... Uh, we've just solicited a bunch of our our folks to reach out and give us some of their great stories. And so today, uh, that is what you are going to be listening to. Um, we've got a number of stories that we'll start here just a little bit. You probably heard a little voice here at the beginning of uh, this episode. That little voice is actually Nathan Hamlet. He is the son of Jonathan Hamlet, one of our hosts. Uh, and Jonathan and his wife, Monica, were driving down the road, and Jonathan asked Nathan what his thoughts were about the holidays and so he gave us a wonderful description of Thanksgiving and the pilgrims and uh, not only the the pilgrims but also the may may how did he say it? the mayflower um, mayfa flower I think I can't remember how he said it but it was funny it was cute and uh, those are the wonderful things that we like to hear around the holidays Because the children say the darndest things. And so thank you, Jonathan, for sending that over. Um, It's a great way to start the holiday season with just the cute kids' stories. But anyway, on with the show. To kick things off, I figured I would go ahead and break the ice a little bit with my own uh, Christmas memory, and maybe later in the show I might even throw in Uh, some of my own uh, Christmas traditions that I really appreciate that my family does. Um, But for this particular purpose, to open up the gate, um, there's a a little story that I want to tell. So back when I was a kid, I don't even remember how old I was. It was probably middle school, so anywhere around the 10 to 12-year-old age. um, We were at my my grandparents' house in Hinton, West Virginia. And they had this big, big house on the river. Uh, And when I say big house, they had a full basement. That was usually where the dudes hung out on Christmas Day because that was where the football was playing on the TV. So my my dad and my grandfather and all my uncles would all go downstairs and, and... I didn't really care for football, but I would go out and down there and hang out with them. Um, then you had like the first main floor, which was where the kitchen and dining room and the big living room and my grandfather's office was. Then you went up to the next floor and that's where all the bedrooms were. And then there was this really... Uh, on on the very top, the fourth floor, is this really creepy attic. It wasn't a walk-in or a climb-in attic, but it was literally you'd open a door and there were stairs, kind of like Beetlejuice, um, epic-style attic in the top of this house, um, which is really neat space. But anyway, um, I just remember this. That that's just kind of showing you the house that we were in. And on the main floor there, uh, and I don't remember if it was Christmas Eve or if it was Christmas Day or Christmas Night. I do know that it was at night. Um, But there was this family that was uh, friends with my grandfather, and they were called the Briars. The father's name was Bill Briars, and he had a bunch of kids. And each of those kids, including Mr. Briars, were all musically inclined individuals. Um, And they showed up at my grandparents' house with a bunch of instruments. I'm talking like trumpets and saxophones, and I think there was a tuba, and... There might have even been a flute. I don't know. But they just showed up with an entire orchestra at the front door to play Christmas music. Um, My grandparents invited them into the house, and the music... uh, Began to play again in the living room as we set up uh, around the room. It was a big living room, so there was plenty of room for everybody. Um, and so they set everybody up, and then at the same at that time, my grandfather and my grandmother started pulling out other instruments that they had, so that you know me. Uh, myself I played trumpet and so they gave me a trumpet and they're like here you can play this trumpet and they started handing out like music sheet music to everybody and we spent the evening playing Christmas songs together with this other family that was stopping by just to hang out um, and it was a really kind of interesting time and then at some point I don't know if it was that same night or another night during that week while we were staying there but my grandmother had a full set of of handbells and um, she used to play them by herself but um, she would set them up and then she would assign all of us cousins a part of the table and she would give us like sheet music and then we could actually play with her um, and my mom who played piano and we would sit there and we would play christmas songs on the handbells so yes as a small child i learned how to play the handbells and that is my one Talent that many people don't know about me, I can play the handbells. Thank you, Grandma.
2: A tradition from Lucas in Texas. We started a holiday tradition when we had kids that we practiced irregularly, but that is definitely my favorite. Each person in our family would write letters to everyone else in the family about things they liked and appreciated. Then we would stick the envelopes in the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve and hand them out to read them Christmas morning. It always felt great to read those letters.
0: This submission is from Deborah in South Carolina, and she has provided us a holiday tradition. She writes to us saying, Growing up, we would always pick a night and drive around to different neighborhoods to look at the lights that people had placed on their houses. I'm looking forward to continuing that tradition with our own little son this year.
2: A memory from Liz in South Carolina. My two favorite memories revolve around bread. We would always have Thanksgiving at my grandparents' house and my grandma made everything homemade down to the bread. It must have been soon after my mom made the switch from white to wheat bread and your girls were not thrilled. So my grandpa finishes the prayer and one of my sisters pipes up and says, thank God for white bread. The adults had a good laugh. The other memory is after my grandma was making the bread she realized that one of her pop-on nails fell off. She looked all in the kitchen and thought nothing of it. One of my aunts asked her what happened. She said it popped off and I couldn't find it. In the meantime, my uncle took a big bite of bread and says, I found your nail, mom. She didn't realize it had fallen in the bread dough.
0: This next submission is from Sherry in South Carolina and she provides to us a tradition that her family does and this is what she wrote. My parents have had a long-standing tradition of sitting around the Christmas tree before opening any gifts. We pray together, read the Christmas story aloud, and then take communion together. I love that the focus becomes Jesus, celebrating the beginning of his life and all that he has done for us.
1: Hello, angry Christian. Hello, listeners. My name's Christopher. I'm calling to tell you about a family tradition of mine, or rather, of my father's. I know a lot of people, a lot of families have different required food items for different holidays. You know, you'll have something different on Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas, but not my father. All he cares about are five specific items to have for a holiday dinner. So that's going to be turkey, stuffing, biscuits, cranberry sauce, and gravy. And that's all he cares about and he has to have those five things for it to count as a holiday meal so we would have turkey stuffing gravy biscuits cranberry sauce on easter and thanksgiving and christmas uh and then when i started hanging out with friends or my wife's family for holidays i'd be like oh you guys you guys eat stuff other than turkey well that's pretty interesting and i got introduced to a christmas ham that was life-changing so uh my house again that's all we would have um My mom would often make something extra because she wanted more than just those five items. But all my dad cared about were those five. He didn't care if there were mashed potatoes. He didn't care if there was a casserole. He didn't care if there was even dessert. He doesn't care about pumpkin pie or apple pie or pecan pie or anything like that. As long as he has his turkey, gravy, stuffing, biscuits, and cranberry sauce. And that's it. Uh, Thanks so much.
0: So Riley, I have a question for you. What is one of your favorite holiday memories? It could be Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, but what is one thing that you would say is your favorite holiday memory or tradition that our family does?
5: Probably just sitting together and opening presents together and you know, eating dinner with each other.
0: So presents and food. That's your thing.
5: Oh, yeah.
6: Okay, we'll take it. My favorite holiday memory is really hard to say because there are a lot of events that kind of played out the same way because I'm the way that I am. If you know me, you know I like to keep an air of unpredictability about me. You never know when I'm going to show up, where I'm going to show up, or what I'm going to do. I'm full of surprises and my family loves and hates that about me. I will show up for Christmas unexpected. I will show up for Thanksgiving. I'll show up for New Year's. It doesn't matter. I will just pop up and there's just so much joy that comes with that. I don't get to see my family a whole lot. So it's precious when we have those moments together. One of the memories that I have sticking out in particular is one of the first times I went back to New Orleans after Katrina. I went to see one of my brothers for the first time and he didn't know that I was coming. But some some of our mutual friends that were there at his place, they knew that I was coming. So they were waiting for me. When they opened the door for me, they knew that I was at the door when he saw me he got out of his seat, he ran up to me and he gave me this big bear hug. This moment was caught on camera, but in the picture, all you can see is the back of my head and you can see his arms locked around me. That is a purely precious moment. Where someone's just being vulnerable with me, showing me how much they care about me. Those are moments that you can't buy. Those are Those are precious moments that I cherish. Those are also the kind of moments that feed my personality because I just I just love to surprise people. I love to give people things that they aren't expecting. I love mystery and I get to get and give a lot of that during the holidays. So I can't say that I have one particular favorite holiday memory yet, but I think there is one coming soon enough i have another surprise in store for my friends and family on an upcoming holiday that i'm not going to name yet but on this particular holiday i think i'll be able to say that that one is my favorite a
2: memory and tradition from jonathan in north carolina for many years i was a paramedic and firefighter in college i worked for the city ems system based out of the local hospital I always volunteered to work Christmas Eve so the employees with kids could be with their family. To celebrate the Christmas spirit, I purchased a Santa Claus outfit, beard and all, and me and my crew would visit the kids in the hospital on Christmas Eve. One year, it was particularly slow that evening, so we decided to prank the ER nurses. I laid on the ambulance stretcher in the Santa outfit and the guys pulled up to the ER and called in on the radio that we were pulling in with a cardiac arrest patient. The ER nurses scrambled to the door as we were rolling in with Santa on the cardiac monitor and pretending to do CPR. It was a Merry Christmas when they revived old Santa and he gave out goodies to the nurses before his trip around the globe. Ho, ho, ho. This next
0: submission is a holiday memory sent in to us from Jamie, uh, who is from South Carolina. She writes to us, well, I don't remember if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, but One year, one of my clients gave me a stun gun for the holidays to keep me safe when I was out shopping. My younger brother, Chris, and I decided we should try it out. After tasing each other and laughing till we almost peed our pants, I thought I would do a sneak surprise on my brother. I went behind him and placed the stun gun against his butt. I never heard the noise, so I just kept holding it. After a minute or so, he jumped to the ceiling in pain. Apparently, when you hold one against jeans, you won't hear the noise. However, it will burn you. I will never forget that day.
2: Holiday memories. I remember one of my earliest memories was being a cow on a Christmas play. And I didn't have any lines. I just sat in the hay and I, I laid there. And then all the times I'd be forced to sing songs and uh, Christmas plays after that. We had this one uh, where it was a story of bells, you know, ring, ring, ding, ding, ding. And I, ha- I was the bell doctor, and it was my job to diagnose a bell that could not ring and figure out why he could not ring. And the diagnosis was that he had disaortic, iambictic ring-a-ding-a-dosis. And I had to sing a song, a solo, that was very much in the style of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious copyright. But basically the idea that the bell could not ring and it could not show its true beauty because his sound was supposed to ring for Jesus and he had not come to know Jesus yet. That so was a fun little Christmas play. I took a job with the Salvation Army. Uh, and you can do this as a volunteer, but I did it as a job, a seasonal job, where I would work their kettle campaign. And right off the bat, you probably think I'm that annoying person who was standing outside Walmart ringing the bell. And that would be me, except for the fact that I played trumpet. And so I got to, for two seasons, I played Christmas carols outside of Walmart's and JCPenney's uh, for about eight hours a day if you know anything about playing trumpet that means that your lips get really really sore um but yeah it was a great experience you got to see people enjoying the christmas season be great fun people would try to tip me and i mean i was out there raising money for the salvation army i was getting paid like minimum wage so when people would tip me i would just throw it in the bucket after they left um it was fun It it was really cool
0: All right, so, Braden, I have a question for you. What is your favorite holiday memory or tradition that our family does or that you experienced either at Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, whatever holiday is your favorite? What is one thing that you love that we've done or that you remember that has happened in holidays past?
3: Um, I rem- I like that um, every Thanksgiving we go to Grandma and Granddad's house.
0: And what do you like about that?
3: That we get to see our Grandma and Granddad.
0: What about the food?
3: The food is delicious.
0: What about Nana and Papa?
3: We get to see Nana and Papa and it's really exciting.
0: What about food?
3: <laughs> food's yummy.
0: What about food?
3: <laughs> food's yummy.
0: So you like the food and you like the people?
3: Yes. Anything else? Nope. Okay, all right.
0: So food and people, cool.
2: Thank you. The next submission is from the Letters From Home podcast.
7: One of our more purposeful holiday traditions is something we've called a bossing fund.
8: What that means is dad would put an envelope on the fridge door. And each kid would put money in it from kid to kid on how much they want to give.
7: And then a few days before Christmas, we kind of gather up in our living room and see how much money, it's always surprising how much there is to work with. And we pile up in the car and go to the store and get to shop for the homeless. We pick out lots of things that could help pe- uh, keep people warm gloves, PJs, clothes, socks, and also a bunch of practical things, personal items and deodorant and chapstick. Everyone gets in on the action and they uh, get to run and grab things and bring it to the cart.
8: And we, the morning of Christmas Eve, drive downtown, park the car just in an open lot somewhere next to a sidewalk where we know there's
0: either homeless or needy people there. And we open up the back of the car and all come out of the vehicle and stand there and, and are ready to give things. And
8: at first people walk by we're not knowing really why we're there. Uh, but as we talk to them and show them, hey, we have some socks, we have some deodorant, we have some, you know, something they might need for the day, uh, they stop and pretty soon you have just a lot of people, and uh, we have great conversations, and it's not just the gifts, the things we have, but it's also the conversations that we have, and the people you meet, and you get their name, and you get their story, it's a very cool time. I remember one year we spent a little bit more money than we usually did and bought a sleeping bag, and we kept it away from the rest of the stuff because we realized that this could really help a family a lot more than the other things. And I remember this woman walked up with a couple of kids, and we could tell that she was a person who needed a little bit extra help, and she was going through a little bit more tough times. And it was it was beautiful to experience the joy that giving away, sleeping back to a person who needed it, it that was just so encouraging. And I remember one time when my dad saw a guy in a wheelchair roll up to our vehicle and he saw that he needed some clothes and so he brought him to a store and really bought him the clothes and other necessities that he needed. I remember seeing how glad he was and how happy he was to just have all these new things from these people that were so nice to him.
7: And really we have so many more experiences and beautiful moments we've had and For me, for us as parents, seeing the joy on our kids' faces as they get to experience sharing with people that really just need a little help is something we always look forward to this time of year.
8: Like the Lord said, it's more blessed to give than to receive.
0: This next submission comes to us from Andy, who is from North Carolina with a holiday memory. Uh, This is what he wrote. My submission might actually be the anti-submission. When I was a child, the entire month of December was magical. The hope and anticipation and even the angst of what gifts you might receive. The smells and then the tasting of all the treats and goodies only baked one time a year, the parties and the get togethers. My immediate family always did our celebration on the evening of Christmas Eve. We exchanged presents as a family then, did the Santa Claus thing on Christmas morning, and on Christmas Day went to the grandmother's house on both sides of the family to exchange more presents and eat more food with aunts, uncles, and cousins. In recent years, I absolutely have not been the poster boy for Christmas spirit. I look back and realize how much of that magic was entirely based upon receiving stuff. I see how we still have to keep up with the Joneses or at least keep up with ourselves by giving as much as we uh, gave last year. Every year we say we are going to slow down and cut back and every year that turns out to be a lie. I'm in a job that allows me not much discretionary time outside of work and it is torturous specifically because of the Christmas crazy buying season. My parents are no longer with us and they were the ones who took so much effort many years ago to create that magic. But what I'm discovering in these recent years is that it's less about the traditions and a whole lot more about who you are with. Traditions have changed in my family over time. Three sons grew up acquiring girlfriends and then wives. Those wives had their own families, and some of those families were spread out geographically. Those families had their own traditions as well. There's only so much opportunity on a given day to accommodate what everybody wants to do. So my family learned to adapt. We learned that it wasn't about the date on which we celebrated, it was just about us being together. We started planning get-togethers for the day after Christmas, the Sunday before or after Christmas, when everybody could make it without being too inconvenienced. We have established some patterns, whether they are traditions or not, I'm, I'm not sure. But we just appreciate the chance to be together for another holiday. And over the years, everybody in my family has accepted Christ, so that does add significance even when we might get lost in the materialism.
4: So, my favorite Christmas memories, or holiday memories. I love Christmas, um, when I was growing up, like, some of my favorite things were going to my grandma's house on Christmas Eve, and we would have dinner at her house, and all my cousins, like, and I remember she had a white Christmas tree, and she would dangle the long silver tinsel off of it. She would always make, like, baked macaroni and cheese, and it was just, it was always so delicious. And it was just fun hanging out with my cousins. And then we would watch the, um, (laughs) the NORAD, um, little satellite thing on TV that tracks Santa. (laughs) And, um, you know, all of my, uh, my parents and like my aunts and uncles, that was their, their way. Like when Santa got to a certain point, they'd be like, all right, guys, we got to go home because Santa's coming. And then, uh, so that was when I was younger, obviously. I always love Christmas, though. Um, my grandma, though, she passed away when I was in high school, so that kind of, that tradition ended a little bit. Um, we have something similar now, though. Uh, we take my kids to, um, my parents' house, actually, so they get to see their me and papa on Christmas Eve, and then, uh, we come home. My, um, Christmas got a little difficult for me, though. Uh, in 2008, I lost my brother. um suddenly and tragically and Christmas was always his like favorite holiday and so that first Christmas after it was really tough um, just you know getting together as a family and knowing that there's there's a missing piece but it's so fun now like we still miss him but getting together now at Christmas with my family and listening to, because his boys are grown now and they have kids of their own. And um, obviously we have memories and we laugh and it, it's just a great time um, still just to be together with family. And I guess so like Christmas, it can be hard, but it's it's always such a, a sweet time, um, especially when you think about the reason that, that we are celebrating and it's because the greatest gift of all, um, Jesus, and at the end of the day, if nothing else, just remember his love for you, and that's the sweetest of all.
0: Okay, Avery, I have a question for you, all right? What is your favorite holiday memory or thing that we do around, say, Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter?
3: Christmas.
0: Okay, but what do you like about Christmas? What is, what is one memory that you have that you just love about Christmas that you have had happen to you over the years?
3: The presents. What about the presents? The, the toys that we get and all the other stuff.
0: So are the presents the most important thing about Christmas? No. Well, what's the most important thing about Christmas?
3: God's birthday.
0: God's birthday. Yes. So, what? What is that? What Christmas is about? Is it about God's birthday? Yes. Okay. What? Uh, do you have any memories about God's birthday that you want to share?
3: That we put on the Christmas star on the top when it's time and that we have our calendars to know um, that.
0: The advent calendars? Yes. Do you like that because it has chocolate in it? Yes. <laughs> cool. And what does the advent calendar though tell us?
3: Um, which day it is.
0: Yeah, but what's, is it a story?
3: No, it has numbers on it.
0: Oh, so is it just counting down to Christmas, or is it d- does it tell us anything about Christmas?
3: It doesn't tell us anything about Christmas, but it's counting down which, which day about Christmas.
0: Doesn't Mommy read a book around Christmas?
3: Yes, she does.
0: What's that book?
3: I don't remember what the book is, but there's a book.
0: What does the book tell us?
3: Um about God and it's baby Jesus and it's about a lamb and other stuff. The animals that come to see baby Jesus.
0: Is the book about a bear?
3: Yes, there's a, is a bear.
0: Do you know what the bear's name is? No. Well, I guess we're going to have to find out at Christmas again, aren't we?
3: Yes, we are.
9: Okay, cool. Thank you, Avery. You're welcome. Hi, this is Chris Starrin from the Truce Podcast, and I'm going to tell you about my favorite Christmas tradition. Every Christmas Eve, uh, my dad and my brothers and I would get into a van, and we would drive to this mall that was like an hour away from our family's house. And on Christmas Eve, we would go into the mall and just watch all of the men wander around trying to get last-minute gifts. <laughs> and of course, we were guys too, you know, but we already had our gifts and we would just go and people watch and maybe pick up some stocking stuffers or something. Uh, but we would just go and, and, and watch everybody kind of wander around with this blank look in their eyes, totally lost as a what to do. And then we would go to Red Robin and uh, we would order a freckled lemonade, which is just lemonade with strawberries in it. And we would see who would drink the most lemonade. Uh, and <laughs> during our meal and i was the one who held the record i drank seven glasses of lemonade in one meal and then inevitably we would have to stop on the way home and use the restroom at the same gas station every year and i know it sounds silly but uh, i happen to believe that uh, holidays are full of a lot of serious moments and we need a little bit of silliness to liven that up so that's my story that's how we celebrate in the Sterren family uh, if you're interested in more much more serious stories you can listen to the truce podcast at trucepodcast.com or anywhere you get podcasts thanks
0: all right Declan, i have a very very special question for you okay are you ready yeah okay here is my question what is your favorite thing about christmas
3: it's having from putting the decorations on our tree and put the lights on and then and then and make everything put away and then it will be my room will be all clean.
0: Okay. Do you have a Christmas tree in your bedroom?
3: Uh yeah.
0: Did you help decorate it?
3: Yeah, Brian helped me decorate it. But it has lots of the Korean on it, but it it needs lots of things to go on it. But there's only one thing that goes on it.
0: What's that one thing?
3: Uh, it's a lizard that's on a tree that's climbing. My lizard is in the car, and it sticks on the refrigerator, and it has a little red thing on its front foot and it sticks when it has a front foot that's has a red thing and it probably sticks and and it probably, and it's it, it's and it look and it's and it's it looks like it's it it's somewhere in the car somewhere
0: okay and you
3: find it. It's in my, it's under my back somewhere.
0: Okay. So, so Christmas lizards and Christmas trees, and no, I mean my
3: lizard that doesn't climb on the tree.
0: Okay. No problem.
3: It doesn't go on my tree, and it's actually my pet, and and, and it stays out because it. This is my tree.
0: I, I have another question for you, okay? Okay. Do you like Christmas? Yeah. What What do you like about Christmas?
3: Uh, it's decoration.
0: Do you like the music?
3: Yeah, but the Christmas music, um, and Aerie probably got a music Christmas. And, and, I probably broke the batteries a bit. And we need to get new batteries that can make it work.
0: Got it. So we will definitely make sure there's more Christmas batteries, okay? Hey, I I love you. I love you. Thank you.
3: I love Thank you.
0: Okay. I'm sitting here with my wife, Sherry. And I have been interviewing our kids tonight about their memories of Christmas, and apparently almost all of them are obsessed with food and presents, so we're going to have to teach them better, clearly, but, um, Sherry, what? We've been together for 15 Christmases, 16 Christmases, how many Christmases?
5: Definitely 16.
0: 16 Christmases is... is and over those 16 Christmases is is, is what is your one favorite memory or tradition that we do as a familia
5: well i don't know about one i i have several favorites One of my most treasured Christmas memories will be forever sitting with the kids and reading our little Advent book. Uh, We have an Advent book based on Benjamin Bear that we have done since Riley was two. And um, sitting with the kids in my lap or gathered around or all crowded in our bed, however it works out, for that particular night and reading to them is one of my favorites.
0: Yes, the Benjamin Bear book that Avery couldn't remember his name. <laughs> That's okay. Um, let's see. For me, I know I've already given a few in this episode, but uh, I do know that I proposed to you on Christmas Eve and everything I had planned fell through. So... I wanted snow, I wanted a sleigh ride, and the snow didn't happen, and we kept I kept waiting for snow to fall, and finally I was looking at my clock and I was like Christmas Eve is almost over, I better do something about this, so I was like, let's go for a walk. So we were at my grandmother's house and she lives in West Virginia, and so I took Sherry up on this hill behind my grandmother's house, kind of overlooked the city down below and we could see all the Christmas lights and I was like oh look at the pretty lights will you marry me here's a ring and uh, she said yes of course and then guess what happened then it started to snow after I proposed (laughs) and it didn't even snow all that much Um, of course my family already knew what was gonna happen so when we walked back in the house everybody cheered as we walked in like we had just finished a super bowl game and yeah so it was a great awkward night um and it was even more awkward leading up to that moment when i had to ask your parents to marry you um but that's a story for another time anything else you want to share
5: i just want to um put your mind at ease that standing uh On the hill, overlooking the Christmas lights, that night was absolutely crystal clear and perfect, and seeing the lights in the valley below was absolutely magical in its own way. Um, The ring was nice, Uh, but for all of your plans that fell through, um, I couldn't have wished for anything to be different than it was.
0: I guess the positive is I didn't drop the ring in a gopher hole there because there was a bunch of gopher holes. All right. (laughs) Hey, this is the Angry Christian Podcast. We have to be at least a little silly in the episode. Anyway, thank you, sweetheart, for helping me share a couple of memories there. And uh, on to the next
2: story. A tradition and memory from Anna in South Carolina. Christmas Eve is always spent at my paternal grandparents' house. Farmore, father's mother, and Farfar, father's father, are immigrants from Sweden. They moved to the USA when my dad was five. As a result, they brought many traditions with them. We decorate with straw ornaments, make all the Christmas cookies and sweets, and have a huge dinner full of meat, cheese, fish, potatoes. It's really a sight to behold. My favorite tradition was after dinner. Before gifts, Farfar would always read the Christmas story from Luke 2. Even as a kid, I recognized the gravity of the moment. Now looking back, I cherish the legacy that my grandparents were building and continue to build. Christmases now are a little more hectic with my own family, but every time I walk in their house, I think of our family sitting in the living room. listening to Far Far read about Jesus's birth and giving thanks to and for our Savior.
0: Hey guys, I'm back. You've been hearing lots of great stories, but I wanted to chime in here with my own Christmas tradition. Earlier in the episode, um, I gave a little Christmas memory um, about the Briar family showing up with a bunch of musical instruments, but now I wanted to tell you about three... Uh, Christmas traditions that my family, my wife, and my kids and I uh, observe almost every year, and that is this. First of all, I love food, so I like to try and cook traditional Christmas meals from around the world. Uh, One of the ones that I felt like was a big success was I made straight-up English Yorkshire puddings, which is not like chocolate pudding. If you go into that thinking it's going to be a chocolate pudding, you are sadly mistaken it's more like a pancake um it's a very savory thing made of a lot of egg it goes great with meat and gravy um so yeah i like to try and find traditional christmas meals from around the world and try to work those into our meal i think the last time we did like a um what did we do we did a uh, a, a corned beef i think um a little roast and i tried to roast it up really nice Um, But uh, yeah, so we do that with the food. Then um, usually we try to find like a Christmas Eve service. That's a little bit more traditional, maybe at kind of a liturgical church, complete with candle lighting and Christmas carols. Um, The last time we tried to do that, though, we failed miserably. We went to this Episcopal church, and it was so packed out that they actually stuck us in an overflow room with just a speaker. So we left a little early. Um, But... This year, I think we're going to try a Methodist church, and we're going to see how that goes. Um, Unless, of course, our own home church has a Christmas Eve service, and then it's probably going to have to be a toss-up. But we shall see. But we do like to do that. And then also, um, the night before, on Christmas Eve, my wife and I like to wrap the presents for the kids. And while we're wrapping presents, we like to have a little eggnog and watch the Christmas story now it's the only Christmas movie truly worth watching Um, so if you haven't seen it I definitely recommend it once you see it it will change your life and it will change your Christmases forever going forward and the reason that movie is actually kind of a tradition it started with my uncles because if anybody knows, I think it's T it's either TNT or TBS. I can't remember which channel it is, but they do a 24 hours of a Christmas story. And every time we would visit my family up in West Virginia, my uncle um, Delvin would turn that on and he would literally just leave it on all day. And at some point we would catch the entire movie throughout the day, but we would just go in and we would uh, watch that movie and just laugh our behinds off because it's just a great movie. Um, and if you haven't seen it, I triple dog dare you too. One, two, three. Huge thank you to Vortex for the use of their song "Happy Holidays" uh, that you heard throughout the podcast, and another special thanks to the Ho Ho Ho's for their version of "Deck the Halls." And we just want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving and a merry Christmas.